0: Well hello again listeners this is Jamie L's Podspace. You guys know I always say that phrase because it's my space where I talk about uh, my passion and love for God and you know just desire to grow and to learn as I'm on this journey in my faith. How's everybody doing? Oh my gosh it's been seven months since I've made episodes since I've been on here since I've talked to you guys. Um, And that is definitely not intentional. Um, It's just uh, life and just um, I had health battle that I had to overcome. um, And a lot of other things that we all know that life just constantly keeps throwing daggers and, and curveballs at us. But I am so happy to be back on here. I will be starting to do, um, more episodes, um, a lot more frequently. Um, I know in the past, you know, I've said, okay, (laughs) um, you know, I'll be on this week. I'll be on next week and, you know, things like that. But, um, I'm just going to say that I'll be on here consistently again, praise the Lord. Um, and I hope that, you know, as this time, you know, as the world is starting to open back up and things are starting to, um, we become becoming more socialized again. I pray that um, the Lord will bless you guys and open up even more doors of opportunity where you can serve and uh, also in your spiritual lives help you to grow closer to Him. If you don't know Him, um, I would just pray the same thing for myself. And um, I know that you know God is gonna work all things out according to His will and His perfect plan. (laughs) Okay, so um, let's just have a little word of prayer. Um, Anchor actually um, has—I know my this podcast is on Spotify. I know there's some people that listen to me on Apple. in Google Podcasts and other those other platforms. But Anchor actually has a feature where people can actually um, leave like uh, voice, well not voicemail, we, you, you guys know that but you can actually like be active in a chat, um, like a voice chat with me. Um, I hope that um, at this season that I'm able to utilize that and you guys are encouraged to actually want to jump on and ask me questions and just talk about the word um because I obviously don't know everything but um it's not by might not by power but by his spirit that's in me that's working to help me to say the things that um he wants me to say and to talk to you guys about um I definitely missed um Miss this and you know I pray that God'll just continue to make it fruitful and it'll reach you guys' hearts. So let's just have a quick word of prayer and we'll jump right into this next um episode. Gracious Heavenly Father, um we come this evening um to your throne, Father God. We have another message that um you put on my heart father god to share with the listeners out there father Um, we just pray father that uh you would help them to understand what um you want them to know lord through me um i just pray a blessing on all the people out there father god i pray father god for um fresh anointing um on your people and that um At this time, Lord, that you would help us to draw closer to you, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, for the platform of Anchor and podcasting and social media and all these other different creative ways that we can glorify your name. Lord, we just pray, Father God, that um, we would glorify you in more areas of our lives personally, Father God. Um, We just thank you and praise you, Father God, for all that you've helped me to overcome, for my faith that has increased during this time period, Father God, that I wasn't active um, on anchor, Father God. I just want to give you the glory, the honor, For all that you are and all that you are continuing to do in my life, Lord. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that you be with me and you'd help me to say what you want me to say at this time, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay, so today um, we are going to be in... Um first Kings twenty one and um I haven't really decided what type of title really but I know I want it to be something about um reverency to God um just just being reverent to God. I guess that's what I'll probably call it. <laughs> um this this episode this particular like um inspiration just comes from just the past seven months with me and um you know how my faith has been tested how uh, my health has been tested um I truly feel like I would I'm like Job you know I feel like these last seven months I've been like Job and just been tested by um so many things and um had bouts with depression and just struggled in general um but God, God is faithful. God, you know, restored that and he's continuing to help me to grow closer to him. So to God be the glory. And I said, you know what? Well, Lord, I think ultimately like this season, I feel ultimately like it's it's just summed up to you being just reverent, like learning and understanding what it means to revere you, what it means to, um, Just know that you are Lord of my life. So with that being said, um, let's just go ahead on. And um, first, I just want to break down what Revere means. Okay, when I Google Revere, it says to feel deep adoration or respect for something. And then Webster's uh, Merriman Dictionary says it means to honor And admire profoundly and respectfully Mm, I really like that one Because that's exactly what it means To really give God glory You know, to just deep admiration Deep respect for Him As being, um, you know, the only sovereign, omnipotent God You know, so um, And then um, And then there's another definition That I really, really liked um, is to be in awe of, to, you know, worship, to, um, to really um have deep, deep respect, um, which is really similar to all the other ones. So, you know, we think of God. You know, God deserves reverence because, I mean, if we think about everything that's being made it's just like everything that he's done everything that he's continuing to do in our life you know um think about like the rain you know without the rain the flowers won't grow you know we think about um day and night you know those things help us to have a more manageable life you know when it's structured they live in the day versus at night where we can sleep and our strength will be restored Um, I started thinking, like, about, like, things that are around me that make God awesome, that make God who he is, you know, um, and then, and then you think about, um, Like just like things on a daily basis, like, you know, just little things, you know, making us, well, not little things are actually really, really big blessings to God. (laughs) But, um, you know, thinking about like when we sleep and God wakes us up, you know, that is... Awesome, you know, the fact that we're staying we can sit still and we take in deep breaths and our body just functions properly when we're sick, our body empties whatever it is that's causing us sickness, um, vaccines that work in our in our body to fight off infections and things, like it's awesome. Our body is awesome, it's its own natural defense system, and that's all because of our creator God that has done it, you know. Um I think about um you know, uh the scripture um Romans 120. Let's actually go there first because to understand you know who God is, we have to understand what it means to revere him, what it means when he wants um you know, all the glory and just why he why and understanding why he does deserve our reverent holy worship so let's go to romans 120 and i know if you guys have listened to the past episodes i've actually (laughs) you know said this scripture quite a bit because um he's the god of all creation Okay, just a second. Romans. Chapter 1. Verse 20. Okay, right here. This is a scripture that I... need to really think about every single day, because, excuse me, okay, verse 20, it says for ever since the world, this is also the New Living Translation Bible, so I kind of switch things up, and I'm doing (laughs) The New Living Translation Bible because it's a lot easier to understand and you know um, it's just uh, we can really break things down a lot easier. So I praise God for these different translations so we can to help us to understand Him better. Okay, first chapter, uh, Romans verse twenty. It says, "For ever since the world was created." people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. But verse 21 says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise, but instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping God, the glorious ever living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. Okay, so that goes on, um, continues on about, you know, just idolatry and God talks about their hearts. But I really just want to focus on that verse. You know, God is saying. You know, we can see, like I just said, we can see his invisible qualities. Yeah, we may not can see God. Uh, We know in another scripture, it says that man can't actually see God face to face and live at the same time, like physically see God. Um, But we know that God is more alive and active than anything that we can see with the human naked eye, you know. He, he is in charge of all things. He does all things. He stops all things. Um, and he, all, he does it all for us, for his glory. But for us, because he loved us that much, you know. Um, just just being able to be alive is a gift from God, you know. Um, without, apart from God, we, we won't have any life in us. So, um, praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord that, you know, we could actually you know, break bread. And I, I like to say that break bread, meaning like actually open up our Bibles and study the word. <laughs> um, we can actually break bread with him and learn more about who he is and how much he loves us all about his power. And, um, those are things that why we should revere him. It doesn't mean to fear God, like in a trembling, you know, Oh my God! he's so powerful! he's gonna kill me kind of way. It means just all respect, awestruck, respect, deep admiration, glory um and just um just it's its it's just like you it's so many words that you can put in there to really just describe it, but he deserves that so when I think about um you know, that, you know, and think about, you know, how God deserves honor and respect, since we have a grasp of what reverence is, let's actually go to a story that, um, I feel like really, um, that really, uh, you know demonstrates God's reverence I mean we see stories in the Bible All we see God's working behind the scenes You see him working ahead of the scenes um, We see him having the last say And things like that But this is one of many of those stories That I um, encourages me You know when, I, when I'm when i thinking about uh, You know like I'm not in control of nothing You know the government is in control God is ultimately in control of all things Praise the Lord Um, So first, let's just go to Romans 5, 8, because that kind of goes on to what I was just saying about God's love for us. Romans 5, 8 is over a few chapters. It says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And yet we have been And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, Jesus Christ, while we were still his enemies we will certainly be saved through the life of his son jesus so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with god because our lord jesus christ has made us friends of god mm, i really love the way this new living translation breaks down um each scripture and how it just goes in order like you know um to help us to understand it a lot better praise the lord so even while we were still sinners christ died for us that's the ultimate sacrifice that he made on calvary for us that's the ultimate like display of love if you think about it the sacrifice that you can make for love When i watch movies and i see like okay let's say for example like i saw um Uh, Wonder Woman, I saw the first and the second uh, movie of of Wonder Woman. And I was just like, by the end, I was in tears in both movies. I was just in tears because I just really, really love the sacrifice um, behind like, um, what what, uh, Wonder Woman um, did, you know, with the love of her life and you know just get wanting she her wanting to just like lose and get rid of all her power for love and it just like you know like the gems behind these movies it's just talking about the love how love is just such a powerful force how it can break through anything and god is the embodiment of that because he is love you know he he displays unconditional love he showed he demonstrates his love for us not only by dying on the cross but but over and over every time we sin you know he constantly just you know just forgives us and shows us grace and um that's the same thing that the Lord did with the Israelites, you know, so many times they picked up idols and they were, um, you know, were led astray by them. You know, they forgot all that God has done for them. And I could think about many times in my life that I forgot all that God has done for me. And, um, I had my own idols. They may not have been a golden calf and, um, you know, the Asherah pole and all these other things, but it was other things in my life, you know, whether if it was movies, music, you know, people, my work, um, everything, you know, that's just really centered around what I wanted, but not what God wanted. And um, God warns us so many times to not be led astray by those things, but we have to really give our lives completely and fully to God every single day. Um, And it's not to say that, you know, God doesn't understand because remember Jesus lived, he came to this earth and he lived here for 33 years. So he's familiar with every single temptation, every single um, weakness that we have, every pain, grief, he experienced all of those things. So since we know that he is fully God and fully man, we could come to the throne of grace and we could say, Lord I need help in this time of my weaknesses, Lord. I want to boast in my weaknesses because your power is made strong in all of my weaknesses. And I thank you, Father, that um, for, for this trial that I've experienced, because if it wasn't for these trials that I've experienced in this seven months, then I wouldn't be able to even have this new level of faith to come into your presence right now and knowing that you are helping me to talk about you and to share and be transparent about the things that I've struggled with. And, um, to be reminded that, you know, your invisible qualities is being shown in the world and that you continually, continually show yourself powerfully and mightily in the world. I mean, my, my description talks about how, you know, God is showing himself powerfully in the world. um, And he does. So, um, let's, let's actually go to, um, first Kings 21, 25, That's right after Second Samuel. And right before Chronicles. First Chronicles. But we are in First Kings twenty one twenty five. Okay, so this is a story, um, and we're going to read this. You know, really talks about um, you know, God's, you know, reverency and um how he showed himself in this story. Um, verse twenty uh verse one, chapter twenty one of first Kings it says, Now there was a man named Naboth from Jezreel who owned a vis a vineyard in Jezreel beside the palace of King Ahab of Samaria. One day Ahab said to Naboth since your vineyard is so convenient to my palace I would like to buy it to use a vegetable garden to use it as a vegetable garden I will give you a better vineyard in exchange or if you prefer I will pay you for it but Naboth replied the lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance that was passed down by my ancestors okay let's just stop there so in Leviticus 25 let's actually go there yeah in Leviticus 25 it talks about um you know how that was that was forbidden give me a minute let's go to Leviticus okay let's go to um put your thumb in first things 21 um so um let's go down to leviticus 25 verse 8 let's just read this whole paragraph here okay so this was Um, Around the year of Jubilee, it says in verse eight, in addition, you must count off seven Sabbath years, seven sets of seven years, adding up to 49 years in all. Then on the day of atonement in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land set this year apart as holy a time to proclaim freedom through the land for all who live there it will be a jubilee year for you when each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan this 50th year will be a jubilee for you during that year you must not plant your fields or store away any of your crops that grow on their own and don't gather grapes from your unpruned vines it will be a jubilee year for you and you must keep it holy but you may eat whatever the land produces on its own in the year of jubilee each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors Verse 14, when you make an agreement with your neighbor to buy or sell property, you must not take advantage of each other. When you buy land from your neighbor, the price you pay must be based on the number of years since the last jubilee. The seller must set the price by taking into account the number of years remaining until the next year of jubilee the more years until the next jubilee the higher the price the fewer years the fewer the price after all the person selling the land is actually selling you a certain number of harvests show your fear of god by not taking advantage of each other i am the lord your god okay so you see here that okay where am i at i just lost my place Okay, so you see here, this is a tradition um, that um, Neboth was keeping, which was in the seventh year, um, was, you know, on the 50th year to, on the day of atonement in the 50th year, um, that they were supposed to, was supposed to be a celebration, a year of jubilee. Jubilee means joyful, joyfulness, you know. Like, um, exalting, you know, uh, about, um, just, just worshiping who God is, you know, and the day of atonement, that was the day, um, that the lambs, the lamb was put on a slaughter and was, uh, to die as a sacrificial, uh, system for all the people's sins in that time. But we now know that, you know, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. So we don't need to, you know, put you know lambs on on wood and or anything like that um but this was in this in this period of time this was a traditional thing so Naboth was being obedient to God um during this year this time of year which was I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm guessing that it was the year of jubilee um was the reason why he refused to sell um the vineyard to him okay um and also it was an inheritance, you know, so that's also um reason why he wouldn't, he refused to sell it to his, to uh, anyone else because it was an inheritance. Um, so on uh, verse four, it says, so Ahab went home angry and sullen because of Naboth's answer. The king went to bed with his face to the wall and refused to eat. What's the matter? His wife Jezebel asked, what made you so upset that you are not eating? I asked Naboth to sell me his vineyard. Um, vineyard is basically like, you know, a piece of land, which is all vegetable gardens, you know, just a beautiful- Okay, let's go to where were we at? Um, so Ahab went home angry and sullen because of Neba's answer. The king went to bed with his face to the wall and refused to eat. What's the matter? His wife Jezebel asked. What's made you so upset that you're not eating? i asked Naboth to sell me his vineyard or trade it but he refused ahab told her are you are you the king of israel or not ahab jezebel demanded get up and eat something and don't worry about it i'll get you Naboth's vineyard okay i just want to stop here um so Naboth, i mean so ahab was the king of israel at the time um jezebel was a queen of phoenicia um of, of phoenicia and um Neboth um i'm sorry uh ahab was in um first kings first king sixteen thirty. it says that ahab was one of the of was one of the lines of kings and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord out of all the kings in this time period. He was the most evil out of there. And uh, Jezebel, his wife, um, she had a deep hatred for God's people. Um, she's the one that Ahab and her were the ones that encouraged the um, people of Israel to worship um, the Ashtoreth pole and balls, the bells um, instead of God. Um, and I'm just, I'm just saying this little background, um, so that you guys can know a little bit about them. Um, so, um, they're both very evil. Um, and, um, in the, let's go to it right now. So, um, Israel Israel is God's chosen people um, you know he he uh, rescued the Israelites from the hands of the the slavery from the hands of the Egyptians um, and the Pharaoh and he walked them through you know what what, what should have been just a forty year journey it ended up being they ended up being in the wilderness for 400 years. But he, you know, he protected them by night with, with a pillar of fire. He protected them by day with a cloud over their head. He um, provided manna and food for them, quail, uh, meat for them to eat, anything that they desired. You know, things like that that they desired God gave to them. You know, he split the Red Sea through... Um, Moses as that time to help them escape from the um, Egyptians. Um, He did so much for them, but, you know, they remembered a little while who God was, and then they forget, they forgot how good God was, you know, even after seeing face to face like God's power shown to protect them, you know, they still forgot who he was and started worshiping man-made things. And if you heard what I said earlier, you know, and I said, you know, just forgetting all that God has done, you know, we need that reminder every day. And it's easy for us to stray away from God and, you know, have our idols of our hearts. They may not be, like I said, of gold cow or boughs or whatever, but it can be people. It could be money. It could be, you know, our time that we worship. We worship time. We worship Clothes. It can be almost anything. Um, and what that means is just that idol worship means that we are, our hearts and our minds is being taken away from God and we're glorifying and worshiping them instead of God. Um, yeah. So, you know, God protected them and God, um, you know, uses, the Israelites to help teach us a lesson of that's what we are. Like we're just like them, you know, we're his chosen people. He loves us. He protects us. And, um, we, we, we need, we need to keep close to the Lord. We have to keep close to the Lord because, um, you know, or we're, we're at risk of having all of these idols in our life. Um, in Romans three twenty three, it says that we all fall short of his glory, And, um, but it also says, in um, Isaiah 40, I'm not sure 40, 41 that, you know, many times the righteous may fall, but he will always uphold us with his righteous right hand. So, you know, um, you know, that is, that, that is the kind of God that we serve, you know, that is another reason why he just deserves all of our glory. Amen. Okay. So um let, let's go back to this story. So we see here that um Jezebel, you know, who Queen Jezebel, uh she was very um evil and she um basically have a conversation with Ahab saying telling him not to grumble because she's going to get him Naboth's um vineyard. Um, So verse eight, it says, so she wrote letters in Ahab's name. So she forged Ahab's name. She sealed them with his seal and sent them to the elders and other leaders of the town where Naboth lived and her letter, she commanded, call the citizens together for a time of fasting and give Naboth a place of honor. And then see two scoundrels across from him who will accuse him of cursing God and the king then take him out and stone him to death mm. so she ambushed his death Naboth's death um she forged his name you know they were they were king and queen at the time so you know they could send out whatever they want to to decree whatever meeting whatever they uh rules or whatever they wanted in that time and she used her authority for evil so okay verse 11 it says so the elders and the town's leaders followed the instructions jezebel had written in the letters they called for a fast and put naboth at a prominent place before the people then the two scoundrels came and sat down across from him and they accused naboth before all the people saying he cursed god and the king so he was dragged outside and stoned to death the town leaders then sent word to jezebel naboth has been stoned to death so naboth was innocent he was staying faithful to uh god and the tradition of you know um the year of jubilee and to his ancestors and he um died, you know, an an innocent man, Um, I think about the story of Stephan, Stephan was actually the first martyr, um, and he was stoned to death um, for standing up for God and for, um, you know, he was innocent, you know, and they were uh, the Pharisees and the chief priests at that time, um, hated him for it. Um, First, 15 it says when Jezebel heard the news she said to Ahab you know the vineyard Naboth wouldn't sell you well you have it now because he's dead so Ahab immediately went down to the vineyard of Naboth to claim it so Ahab know that his wife set this this trap to kill Naboth you know he didn't care about his wife killing anybody, all he wanted and coveted was wanting this vineyard of Naboth. Um Naboth had. Um Naboth vineyard was next to I guess where they live, where um King Ahab and Queen Jezebel lived and he wanted that piece of land so it can be his. Um you know, so it, it, it we see a lot of we see covet, we see murder we see um covet- covetousness um we see um just 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 evil just evil so okay let's go down to verse 17 it says the lord says to elijah go down to meet king ahab in, of israel who rules in samaria he will be at naboth's vineyard in jezreel claiming it for himself give this message this is what the lord says wasn't it enough that you killed naboth must you rob him too because you have done this dogs will lick your blood at the very place where they licked the blood of naboth Okay, Verse 20 it says, "So my enemy, you have found me," Ahab explained to Elijah. Elijah was a prophet. Um, he, was sent, um, he was sent by God to um, the mountain of Horeb, the mountain of Carmel, uh, where there was more than, what, 400 uh, prophets that, that uh, worship Baal. And, um, you know, he, these were Israelites to, as well, but they were also supposed to be prophets to, to proclaim God and to, uh, follow the Lord. But instead they, um, worship idols, they worship bows. they worship Ashtoreth. So God put into Elijah's heart to, um, tell them to choose a side, you know, choose if you're going to choose God, choose God, if you're going to choose, um, um, Israel, I mean the 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 bowels choose the bowels, you know, because they were kind of going back and forth and um not being faithful. So God put into his heart to say um you know that he's going to set a sacrifice um altar and you know, he asked them, he said that they should set the same one and if God takes up and consumes that sacrifice then he's God and if but if his their God actually takes the sacrifice that they set up then that's then that God must be the true God and so um all day all night um the prophets you know exclaimed and you know worship this this false veil false prophets I mean false veil, false um false bells. And the sacrifice wasn't consumed, you know, they tried all day all night, and prayed that this bow, which is supposed to be like a thunder, a thunder of, um of light, and power and fertility was going to actually consume uh, the sacrifice and it did not. And then when it did not Elijah prayed to God and said, Lord, You know, we just, I just asked for this miracle to happen so that they can see, well, it's not really a miracle. It's actually a, just God's power. (laughs) He said, you know, we want God's power to be shown, um, Lord, So these people can know that you are the only true God and God allowed it to happen. God consumed the water, the fire, the sacrifice, all of that. And the people actually. Um, proclaim God, proclaim God, they trusted in God, they knew God was the only true God. And um, then um, Elijah took all of the, um, the bows and he sacrificed them, he killed them. Um, Ahab was there at that time, you know, Ahab saw that, you know, he was the king. So he went back, so Ahab went back to um, Jeze- uh, Jezebel instead of him actually believing God himself he went back and told her and then she wanted to kill Elijah you know so it was just you know we could just see that both of these two people were so evil that um, you know Jezebel provoked Ahab to do more evil but he was also evil in and of himself too <laughs> um so that's a little backstory. And then Elijah, you know, actually hid in a cave um, because he thought he was the only prophet that was left. Um, remember that I, um, Jezebel was the one that. Um, got these prophets to start worshiping Baal you know in the first place so when Elijah you know killed them you know she was pretty upset about that she was angry about that because she's evil (laughs) you know of course um so yeah um Elijah was scared for his life because he thought he was the only prophet that's left that actually believed in God and then God sent you know ravens to give him food for a couple came to him twice to give him food and water and then 40 days he went in the strength of God and God he met God on the mountain of Horeb and God told him to anoint Jehu in Syria to anoint um, and to anoint um, Elisha as prophet in his place Um, at that time um, then um, you know Elijah. Learned that it was actually he Wasn't actually alone at that time He was feeling really really bad for himself He wanted to kill himself And we all know what it's like to Experience loneliness at one place in time Or depression and that was the place that Elijah was in even though he was A chosen prophet by God He was very much human he very much Had periods in his life where He was in um, you know Discouraged and he didn't feel like God Was with him but God told him That there are 7,000 prophets left that truly believe in me that have not worshiped with me so you can imagine that Elijah felt very encouraged and very happy like it's not just me like there's other vows I mean not bows. there there's other prophets that truly worship you because he thought that it was just like they were they were there was just none left Like he was the only one um so um you know, so that's a little backstory of Elijah. Um, then, you know, and, in result of that, um, God sent, um, um, I think that I'm going jumping ahead. Okay. Yeah. So in result of, um, of, um, Okay, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Okay, let's go to verse uh, 20. Okay, so it says, My enemy, you have found me nowhere. In verse... We're in verse 21. So now the Lord says, I will bring disaster on you and consume you. I will destroy every one of your male descendants. He's talking about um, Ahab. Slave and free it like anyone in Israel. I am going to destroy your family as I did the family of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and the family of Basha, son of Ahijah. For you have made me very angry and have led Israel into sin. Verse 23. And regarding Jezebel, the Lord says, Dog will eat Jezebel's body at the plot of land in Jezreel. The members of Ahab's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. Verse 23, I mean, verse 25, it says no one else so completely sold himself to what was evil in the Lord's sight as Ahab did under the influence of his wife Jezebel. Okay, so that's just like in first six, first Kings 1630, when God was saying how he was so evil. Um, And then it says in verse 26, his worst outrage was worshiping idols, just as the Amorites has done the people whom the Lord had driven out from the land ahead of the Israelites. But when Ahab heard this message, he tore his clothes, dressed in burlap and fasted. He even slept in Burlap and went about in deep mourning. Now he was a very Ahab was very rich. He was the king of that time, you know, so he could afford all the nice fabrics and, you know, all the other things that this luxurious. But it says that he tore his clothes dressed in burlap so when people in that time tore the clothes that mean that they were in like great distress they were very sad they were grieving something burlap i learned is a fabric that's made for to be like a covering um it's like um it's it's like kind of like used for like a sack you know but very light and used as dressmaking and for furnishings at that time. And it was very thin material. Since it was just for something that's being as a covering, it was really um thin. So it says he covered up in that and fasted. He wept in burlap and also went about mourning. So it seems like he felt really bad about what he's done. He felt very remorseful. And Sad that the Lord had brought this judgment on him for what he's done. And, um, you know, that's a very important, that's a, for me, I feel like, you know, that's a very important part in believing in God, um, especially when we're in, um, where we're caught up in sin and, you know, our weakness is showing, um, you know, instead of running away from God, you know, actually admitting like look we've sinned i'm wrong in this and allowing god to make us clean and to to help us with that sin um that that's that's huge because a lot of people feel guilty they want to hide away from god they want to pretend like they're not in sin they allow you know guilt and shame to overcome them to where they build up walls around their heart but it says here that ahab fasted, he put on burlap, he went around in deep mourning, he was sad that that has that God had um put that upon him. Put that upon him. Unfortunately, um you know it it, it takes like things that we've done wrong and we're at the bottom for us to actually see those things that we've done wrong you know it has to it has to be like some type of judgment or something bad that happens where we actually can see be in a place of of a quietness where we can actually see our wrong and what we've done and that's where Ahab was at and I love reading this because it helps me remember like the areas where I felt short at, and, you know, the times where, you know, I felt bad, and I didn't want to give my sin to God, but Ahab did exactly what all people of God, and people that don't know God can do to earn salvation, and to be in the kingdom forever and ever, you know, that's what God desires for all of us, you know, he he says that if we are willing that he stands at the door and knock and that if any man hear his voice he will come in and eat with him and um they with him so that that right there is is i love this reading this because um, it's a reminder that i need to constantly repent when i do something wrong Okay, verse 28, it says, then another message from the Lord came to Elijah. Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this. I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen to his sons. I will destroy his dynasty. Okay, so um, we can definitely see here God's reverency and, and Ahab and how He felt deep remorse from what he's done. Um, And we think about the reverence. Like I was saying, what reverence means, is means deep admiration or respect for something. He repented of his sins. He recognized, look, I'm evil. What I've done, even though I've seen um, the very miracle right in front of my eyes, or the very power that you've shown through Elijah right in front of my eyes, I, um... I, I'm 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 sorry. I I didn't see that. I'm sorry that my heart was evil. I'm sorry about that. But I and I regret it. But he humbled himself. He humbled himself before God, and God said, "You know, I won't put this disaster on you, but I'll put it on, um, your children after you." So God is very compassionate. We see that when He forget when He forgives when we admit and humble ourselves before God, that he forgives us. He forgives us and he shows us compassion. I forgot this scripture, but um, it says that... um, Just a second. Hebrews 5, 7, it says, In the days of his flesh... Jesus offered up prayers and petitions and vehement cries to the God that can save him and he, and it happened. Um, he so he humbled himself unto God after um even hearing God's judgment. He didn't get angry and say, "Oh, you know, I didn't I don't deserve this." But he recognized, he felt remorse, not guilt. He felt remorse and and get and gave that to god so god showed mercy to him even even though he was you know the most evil of all the kings in israel time this was also at the time to where the um bales and the idol worship was coming to the coming to an end as i talked about earlier you know elijah um when when um when um when Jezebel and Ahab um got the Israelites to start on um, worshiping Baal, God actually used um, Elijah to stop the um, rainfall for three and a half years he prayed constantly you know that there wouldn't be no rain and God shut up the shut up the heaven for three and a half years and then um right before Um, right after Ahab, you know, repented, then that's when God flooded. That's when um, Elijah prayed again. And then God, you know, flooded um, the uh, Israel at that time with rainfall. And he actually even warned Ahab to go home because of this rainfall. So um, we know that if the rain doesn't fall in that time, you know, they were selling they, they you know, had food and, you know, water. So if they didn't have water, then it was just going to be just a dry, parched land. Um, and that's so symbolic, even though it's literally a, a, a parched, um, deserted, dry land. That's exactly how the Israelites were living at that time by worshiping idols. Because when we worship idols and we don't have God in our heart, we become thirsty, We become thirsty and want more because those idols aren't filling us. Those idols aren't making us whole. But God can. His holy water can. His word can. If we live in obedience, he said, I'll put a spring of water in you that'll well up into eternal life. So those are just broken cisterns that they had. And I can say for myself, there's a lot of broken cisterns in my heart and in my life that I've allowed to dwell there in the past. And I know that it it just it never fulfilled me whether whatever addictions that you have today listeners whether if it is you know alcohol or food or clothes or money or whatever it is those things cannot fill you only the power of God can fill you and the need that we have inside is peace that God can only give us and that's not through things that were moth and rusted can destroy like man-made things but that's only by the hand and the power of God. So that land was parched, you know, there was no vegetables, there were no things, but they, in their hearts, it was symbolic of the same thing that was going on. It was parched. It was dry. And if this, and if it's dry and it's parched and it's dead, then that means that life can't produce. That means that nothing in us can grow. Nothing in us can change that will ultimately just die so god does the same thing for us because he loves us that much you know he he. that's why it's so important that we stay close to god that we you know pray to god that we give god more and more of our hearts um so that we can live you know i forgot the scripture but it says you know apart from me you can do nothing you know with man it's impossible all things are possible with god so um in this story, we can see that God's judgment um, against um, Ahab, and also um, it actually came to fulfillment. So, even though Ahab and Jezebel, uh, Ahab and Jezebel, um, sinned against God, God ultimately fulfilled His prophecy. If you read on to Second um, Kings um, twenty-three and Second um, Kings 1, one one two. 3, one to three and um read the rest of um chapter twenty two, first Kings chapter twenty two, we see that um even though he repented, Ahab still was evil in God's sight and God fulfilled his judgment. So the reverency of God is just saying God is ultimately in control of all things. You know? That it says in, in I can't remember it says that um Many, let's find it because I do have it. Just a second. Proverbs nineteen twenty one. It says that many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand so god he he cannot go back on his word, he can't tell a lie, He will fulfill everything that he said, but only thing that can make God turn back on his word is when we have a remorseful, repentant heart because God understands the human condition, God understands how sin came into the world, God knows that the battle that we face every day is of ourselves Lord uh, is of ourselves, and thanks to um, his His compassion, came, thanks to his sacrifice he made through Jesus. Thanks through the Holy Spirit that's indwelling in believers. The battle is not won. It's just a battle that's going on inside us. But ultimately, we'll have the victory through Jesus Christ. See, without the Holy Spirit being there, then we'll continue to sin. But since the Holy Spirit indwells in us, it's a battle that's going on with the Spirit in our flesh. And as you and if you guys have heard, you know, my flesh of the spirit, flesh for spirit podcast episode, or, um, you know, have have listened to that, then you know, the differences between how the flesh and the spirit goes against each other and, and enmity with each other. But thanks be to God that though those two things are in battle with us, that ultimately, since God is the Creator of all things, we are going to overcome because our victory is through Jesus, and He intercedes for us. So is, we 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 have to give God glory for that. That's that's another reason um, to revere Him because of you know ultimately what he's done for us ultimately he's doing through us every single day in his compassions that fell us not okay let's go to Jude 120 through 25 says build but you beloved Build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on some who are wavering. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. And have mercy on others with fear. Hating even the tunic defiled by their bodies. Mm. So God is saying that. You know, we 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 have to stay close to Him. We have to continue to be um, stand alert. We have to continue to um, pursue Him, taking up the spiritual disciplines of reading our word, worshiping, praying, um, guarding our eyes and our minds from the things that we listen to, the things that we read, the things that we watch, because those are portals to just. You know, things that can lead us astray from God. That's why it says in Proverbs 4:23 to guard your hearts above all else because it determines the course of your life. Um, Psalm 119:67. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes." That's exactly what Ahab did. You know, he was pained. He felt bad and he strayed, but he went back to God because he repented and, um, he felt deep sadness for that, uh, for what he's done. And at that moment, I knew he recognized the sovereignty and the omnipotency that God possesses. And, um, you know, so that I, I love that. Okay. Okay, another scripture, just a second. And, and, and ending and ending this uh, Proverbs sixteen twenty it says, "He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord happy is he." Proverbs three chapter three three and four says let not mercy and truth abandon you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of god and man so it just goes back to you know staying close to the lord john sixteen twenty seven says the father himself loves you okay um Proverbs six seventeen it says God hates man that sheds innocent blood that goes I, I should have put that in there um, you know when because that's what Ahab and Jezebel did you know um, Naboth was an innocent man but Proverbs sixteen Proverbs six seventeen says that God hates a man who sheds innocent blood and um, one of the commandments it says Thou shalt not murder you know. Um, the fourth one um, which is in it's in exodus twenty eight let's actually go there exodus twenty 23 says you must not have any other god but me exodus i mean exodus 24 says you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind of image or anything in the heavens or on the On the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Who would not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children to the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Okay. So that God specifically talks about idol worship, that he says he's a jealous God. Um, and then if we go down to Exodus 20, verse 13, it says, you shall not murder. Exodus 14, you shall not commit adultery. Exodus um, 28, it says to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. You know, so those are just kind of how Neboth was faithful to the year of Jubilee. Um, We have the if you you've read, if you listen to the message of "Hallow be your Sabbath rest. I talk in detail about um, Sabbath keeping and, you know, how that's, you know, a sacred time for from God to to people, to his his love, his people that he loves. Um, So, you know, this all goes into just the reverency of God, we want to, we don't look at these commandments and say, Oh, man, you know, I broke this commandment, you know, God hates me, we look at it as these are uh, things that God put in place to keep us from from sinning to keep us from evil. And we don't do it because um, out of just because it's a rule and, and religious um, belief, But we do it out of love and adoration for him. We do it out of deep respect. We do it out of reverence to God. Because he deserves it all. Because he cares for us. Because he redeemed us from the grave. Because he gave us eternal life in the kingdom. We don't have to be eternally condemned. Because he gives us his Holy Spirit. That's a seal that we belong to him. Because he broken down the middle wall of separation. So that we can come to him in prayer. And knowing that when we have a weakness when we have a sin that we're struggling with that we know that he's going to hear us we know that he understands and we know that he's going to give us that compassion and more and more kindness and grace to help us to overcome that weakness that is why god deserves it so not just his not just his um invisible qualities of nature and of um us being humans, but also because of everything else he created, the whole entire world, our existence here. Everyone has a time period in life where we're not going to be here anymore, that we're all going to face death. But God tells us that even though the outward appearance wastes away, the inner man is constantly being renewed. And if you're a believer, you have to believe and stand on this truth that one day we're going to see Jesus face to face. One day we're going to put on immortality and have the glory that he's inherited to give us when he returns for us. But we have to remain soldiers while we're here on this earth. We have to continue to see God's face. We have to continue to cast off any idols, anything that goes against God. And thanks be to God that the more we pray to him, the more he helps us to stay strong. And Mighty through this battle because He's given us the armor, the demons, and the devil. He used the um, one of our um, weapons, our main weapons, which is the shield of faith, and He put dents in all of our, all of our um shields. And in all of those dents, it weighs on our hearts, it weighs on our face and our faith, and it makes us weary to not want to follow God. But through prayer and unity of the saints, we're able to knock out. Each and every dent in our faith and God can restore us because he's a God of restoration. He's a God of refreshment. He's a God of revival. He's a God of hope and he knows that we want to be with him and he's going to help us to do that. As long as we continue to have a repentant, remorseful heart like Ahab, it's more, the more we continue to come to his presence and be humble ourselves under his, under his own presence the more he will give us the power to be able to overcome any weakness Brothers and sisters, or listeners out there, I just want to encourage you that to revere God is to show that He is all He's the God of the entire universe. To revere God is to recognize that without Him there is no life in me. To revere God is to understand that one day I'm going to dwell with Him in heaven and then this world means nothing to me. This world I'm just passing through as a pilgrim, but my eternal home is in heaven. God wants us to experience that. God wants us to not. Make the same mistakes that Ahab made by um not actually obeying God for actually um following his own evil way, but the evil things of this world, the things of this world are temporary, they can never bring us joy. We may get earthly um Earthly adoration and and respect from people, but it never lasts as long because we fail each other. But God will never fail us. God is always going to be there to hold our righteous right hand. He's always going to be there to strengthen us and to empower us. He's always going to be there when we fall short. He's always going to be there to pick up the pieces because He's a God of restoration and love. And He lavishes on His unconditional love for us, brothers and sisters. As long as you stay in Him, He remain in you and he says that we'll bear its fruit from a hundredfold to 300 fold, even up into old age. So I just want to encourage you guys that through this story to revere God, to not be discouraged of the sins that are in your life, but to be empowered and encouraged to know that God understands. God has a plan for your pain. God understands when you fall short. He's seen that you were going to fall short even before you did it. And he already had a plan for that. And that plan was through his son, Jesus Christ, to shed a blood for every sin that you commit now. And even those later on that you may not even beware, you might have those sins, but we can give those sins to him. We can surrender our lives to him right now. We can surrender that sin that we we may feel like God is mad at us about because he will never turn his back from us. Even when we are faithless, he are faithful. So we can come to him and get in strength and encouragement. So I just pray that you would do that today, listeners. I pray that this was a blessing to you. I pray that God will help use my transparency and my experiences and that you're able to come to God in faith come to come to God he says just a must receive a faith you can move mountains not literally moving mountains but move mountains in the spirit world because even while you're praying even while you're listening to this you're being changed God is changing you God is molding you he's the potter with the clay he's making you to be more like him he's pouring into you his seed his word and he's he's the God of the universe, so he can water those seeds. And I'm just a vessel. I'm nobody. He's everything. But I just thank you that one day, brothers and sisters, that we'll be able to live and to see him and to dwell with him in peace. And I pray um, in closing, let's just have a little prayer. Um, That was kind of a prayer, but let me just continue on a little bit more in that, and then we'll wrap it up. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for blessing me with this message that I'm encouraged by, but also that the listeners out there are encouraged by as well, Lord. Heavenly Father, I just pray, Father God, um, that you would just encourage the listeners out there to really place their trust in their life in their hand in your hands if they haven't father i pray lord that whatever it is that they're battling with father god i pray lord that you would help them to give it to you lord give them the strength that they need tonight tomorrow father god to get through whatever battle that they're going through no matter how big that trial is, Lord, it's not bigger than you, Father God. We're thankful, Father God, that we have you to hope in. That this world is, is not just I'm not, we're not just living in this world, just wondering if there's this being that's bigger than us, or there's somebody that's actually can show us unconditional love and and see our unique personalities for what it is, Lord. But we know that you are that being, that you are fully God and fully man and that you understand us thoroughly because you created us even while we were in our mother's womb you saw us you knit us together our personalities our looks everything our abilities they were already ordained before we were even became to be father we thank you lord that you know the number of heads on our head lord and you know our secret darkness um, our secret dark areas that we don't reveal to the world lord We just pray, Father God, that you will encourage them to reveal those dark spaces, Lord, that your light may shine on them, Father, that they may put their place their They may put their trust and their hearts in your hands, Father. I thank you, Father God, that um, this story reminds me to give you more and more reverence, Father God, to not fear you out of out of out of trembling anxiety and grief stricken fear, but to fear you because you are awesome, because you are sovereign, because you are mighty, because you love us, Lord, because you can still perform miracles, you still heal people, you still cause certain things to happen, Lord, for your glory ultimately, Father God, but also because you love us. Thank you for saving us, thank you for giving us a new life, Lord. I pray for the ones that don't know the Lord that won't know you lord i pray father god that you will help them to come to know you and accept you as their lord and savior tonight lord for the ones that are struggling out there on their um feeling like you know they only have just a little bit of time left on in this world before you know they just have all of these deaf thoughts in their mind lord i just pray father god that you would wrap your loving arms around them lord and remind them that you are with them you are closer to them than they think and that refreshment and and love and hope is just one call away lord move them to a father god not as i will lord but if it's in your will i pray this prayer in jesus name amen all righty thank you guys for listening um it's so good to be back on here again and to you know, talk about the love of God. Um, I'll definitely try to come back on here again really, really soon. And um, I'll keep praying for all the people out there that are listening. And I pray that you keep praying for me. Um, God bless you guys and take care.